0: video that I want you to see um, that changed, uh, transformed my understanding of gratitude. Um, And and I think we all kind of, you know, from the definition, just from education, from childhood or wherever, we get this understanding of what it means to be thankful. But this video is this preacher, Matt Chandler. Uh, He's the pastor of uh, the Village Church, not the Village Church over in Haightville, but the Village Church in Texas. Um, he was 35 years old, I think, at the time when he made this um, this video. And, and tragedy struck his life in a way like he he never imagined. Um, and, and literally, I think this video. I think he'll say it in the video. The day after this video happens, uh, he he makes this video and he invites his, his church, and he posted on YouTube. So he, in a sense, invites the world into his, his suffering. Now, um, this is me. I was at the beginning of, uh, of my ministry as a, as a preacher, pastor of a church. And so he's one of the people I looked up to. I listened to his messages, always liked the way that he preached. And, um, and, and so he's one of the people I would listen to on a regular basis. And so I, I kind of had this opportunity to go through this journey with him, at least. Um, through youtube uh, i had this opportunity to go through this journey with him and, and see his suffering as he invited the world into it so let's just watch this video and then we'll we'll talk more about it um hi, I'm pastor teaching pastor part of that video that just um yeah i mean it touched me like nothing else has ever before is when he says i'm just grateful that god counted me worthy for this that he was able to stand back like at this side of it and say thank you god for this because i get to make much of you in this right and so you hear this this uh, this usage of of gratitude of, of of being grateful in a way that we don't typically uh use it you see this is the way things things play out i think uh, in our lives. so the best of my understanding and ability to see it is that as we go through life, we have these different life experiences. Uh, and each time we go through something in life and we have a life experience, we file that thing away, right? And, and there's a category for it. And so maybe there's a category for good things. And so maybe, maybe there's this new relationship or, um, or, or a good relationship, healthy relationship or, or marriage. And we, we, we almost have these boxes, these file cabinets, and we, we throw that into the good category, right? This new good relationship, healthy, that's, that's good, right? Or maybe you get a new job or a promotion on your job or you just like your job, right? There's no drama. And you get up every day and you feel like you're living out your purpose and you say "Hey, that's, that's good i'm throwing this into this this good category right or or you're doing well you, you wake up in the morning feeling well your health is intact um you're, you're able to get around and, and very mobile and those kind of things and you say yeah i, I just feel good and, and we we file that away right into this this good category but then we also have a bad category, right? Maybe it's a relationship that's broken. Maybe a marriage is broken or friendship that's strained. And we take that and we toss it into the bad category. This just doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. And so we, we throw that in that category or our job. We either lose it, right? Or there's drama or we feel like our, our uh, manager just has it out for us. Things just aren't going well. And we, we, we toss that. We, we don't want this job or, 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 or we get sick and our body's not feeling right or we get cancer or something like that. And we're saying like this is bad, right? This is bad, and we're tossing it into the bad category. So we have this good category, this bad category. There's also this hopeless category, right? And maybe that's a disability. Um, maybe it's, it's something that's preventing you um, from living your life to the fullest, and, and you're throwing that into this hopeless this category of being hopeless, right? Or maybe it's divorce and this relationship that's broken to that point, and it's, it's hopeless, or a terminal illness, and it's, it's hopeless. And we go through life and what we're doing is we have good, bad, and I don't know, this is kind of crude uh, breakdown of these categories, but we have these, these categories that we're fouling our life experiences away in. And we're doing that on the basis of how they make us feel. Right? So if I go through life and something makes me feel excited or happy, right? That's a good thing, right? And I throw it in that good category. If I'm sad or depressed, that's a bad thing. And I'm throwing it in that category. And if my feeling tells me that this is, I'm defeated here or I'm unmotivated here, right? We throw that in this hopeless category. So on the basis of how we feel, we're categorizing our life experiences. But what happens there is something unique and we don't even really realize it when it's, when it's happening, right? But, but what we're doing often um if not always right what we're doing is replacing boundaries around our gratitude right we're telling our gratitude that um you belong over here right in the good category new job god i'm thankful i praise you you are good right i'm at church i'm on the front row my hands in the air you know what i mean i'm i'm praising god like cuz my job is good my marriage is good my life is good but when this bad category begins to to creep in right here's what happens right we place boundaries around our gratitude um but, for some reason, this stuff over here isn 't bound up, right and, and, and we can be having a number of good, positive, healthy things happening in our life, but let something bad happen, and it overwhelms the good and the positive, and we find ourselves complaining and see you know, I, I was thinking about this just complaining in general and just uh, just kind of this negativity that creeps into our lives and the major problem with that um, is because I like to put it this way that, that god isn 't um, God isn't just showing us or teaching us a way of living just for the sake of living in that kind of way, right? God is saying um, in his scriptures, through his scriptures, through um, the way he teaches us to live and carry out our lives, the way of Jesus, right? That this is the best way through this, right? Because when when you complain about a situation, you magnify it, right? And the borders around it are broken down and it begins to creep into every area of your life. And so something that's negative can overwhelm that that gratitude right um and we end up keeping our gratitude bound up um it's here in the good but that's contrary to the teaching of, of the scriptures and i'm not going to go through all of them but there's one in particular that just really stuck out to me this week in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse uh i'm going to begin in verse 16 and just read these these three verses right here listen to what it says rejoice always right rejoice always always rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will is god's will for you in christ jesus you see, what what the scriptures are teaching us here um, is that those borders uh, around our gratitude have no place being there, right? Uh, in fact, you could say that a hallmark attribute of the Christian life, right? A, a hallmark attribute, one that, that just uh, characterizes, uh, is very central to what it means to be a follower of Christ is borderless gratitude, right? It's borderless gratitude. It's this ability to be thankful in all Things for all circumstances in all situations. Um, now, the way we uh, typically define gratitude, at least according uh, to a dictionary definition, right, um, is that gratitude is a response to uh, how I feel, right? That, that's just the kind of the way we we define it, right? When, when I'm going through something, when I'm experiencing something that's good, I'm responding in gratitude, and the gratitude is, is fitting there. But, but in Thessalonians, he's saying, hey, be grateful for all things in all times, um, because here's the deal with, with gratitude, with being grateful. Um, the, gratitude is a, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, it's a nearsighted emotion. Right? It, it, it just cannot see, no matter how hard it tries, no matter how deeply you think and strategize and plan and try to see the future, right? Gratitude cannot see beyond how I feel in this moment. And so when we response, uh, respond out of that, right, what we're responding out of is this, uh, this nearsighted emotion that, that really cuts God out of the equation and doesn't give space for God to be God and do the kind of things that God would do. This week, I was thinking about this, um, and it's just—it's our classic story of, of um, my wife and I not understanding God's will for our, for our life uh, in a very simple, everyday, practical uh, way. When, when we first moved back here uh, in 2012, moved back to Atlanta, uh, we we we, um, we came back in. In November, uh, and we immediately began looking for a place to live. Uh, and we, we knew when we were moving back that we didn't have a place, and so we were moving back in with my parents. I think I told you all this before. When I moved back in with my parents, nothing had changed, right? The same furniture, same comforters on the bed. Right? It was like um, just moving back into my old bedroom, you know. Um, so my wife, this is the only difference this time I was married. Um, and so here we are. We moved back in with my parents, and we're living there for uh, for two uh, two months. And we're, we're searching for a house, and finally. Um, there was house after house that just didn't work out. And any of you have been in a house search and know what that feels like? Finally, we found this house um, that, that we really just fell in love with. Its location, it's um, e- even, even um, uh, I, I would say because of its house, this house, and because of um, uh, how much we liked it, we were even willing to stretch our budget in order to be able to afford it. It was over there on rugby, and I, I just love the street uh, over in College Park because they have sidewalks, and I like to walk, and we have dogs, and... Um, it, it's just a beautiful place um, for people who like to, to walk and stuff. Um, I, I, I like that kind of thing. So I, I can't say it. When we move back, I want to find this house on rugby. So I found this house, and we offered exactly what they were asking for. it. Um, And they were like that's great and i found out we even had connections with these people some people in our church even had grown up with some of the people that owned the house and we were just like this is a god thing right this is this is definitely a god these people were christians they loved the idea of the church they were supporting what we were doing all this kind of stuff this whole thing just looked like god was involved in it um and then in the process of process of purchasing this house we got um our um our uh what do you call it not an estimate but uh in, not an inspection, the uh, uh, appraisal, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the appraisal. We got our appraisal. Uh, and this house appraised for half of what they were asking for. And I remember standing there in the front yard with that family and going, uh, in, my, in my mind, sell it to me for that, sell it to me for that, because it was a little steal of a deal. Um, and, uh, and, and I remember seeing the tears run down this, this uh, lady, the granddaughter um, of, the, of the family that lived there. She said, I got married in this, this front yard of this house, and I, I, I can't sell it for that. Um, and here we are thinking we were buying this house, and we were all excited about it. We had finally found a house, and, and it just didn't work out. Um, and we, we kind of went back and we began to pray to God. We said, We were certain this was the house that you wanted us to have. In um, something that seemed bad, and so, uh, long story short, this story could go on for forever. Um, it, it was almost uh, to the to the day that, that, actually, the night that we came over, um, uh, I, it was me, Jamie, and, and Lisa, I believe. Um, um, we came over to this building uh to look at this building as an idea for our church to move here cuz we were looking for a place to move because they were renovating Hateville Elementary uh and so we came over and we looked at this building and we just kind of dreamed a little bit and we said we we can imagine God doing something with our church here and that night we decided that that um that we were going to move that our church was going to move to this space um and then after that after we were here and we were in this space and we prayed together um we I said there's a house up the street that's for sale and I just want to um, uh, let's just go drive by it and look at it And so we all kind of drove by and the light was on and the owner was in there and we said hey we're we're planning a church and we're a new church and we're, we're we just decided tonight we're moving right around the corner um and and, and I love this house um and, and um and, and I said I want to make an offer and she says well put in your offer and whatever it is I will accept it right? And and we find out that down the road, right, when I finally met her husband, that night I didn't meet her husband. I know this is a long story, but when I finally met her husband, he said, he said, I want you to know we had eight offers on this house. Yours was not the highest, and we had a cash offer. My realtor thought I was foolish for not taking the cash, but my wife kept saying that couple that came by that night, we have to sell it to them, and here was God opening a door. We thought He was opening a door, and we were lamenting about it, and we were not happy about it, or nor were we excited about it. And here, God was was opening a door that we had never expected could could not in our wildest dreams uh, expect. And and God was doing something there. And it's we weren't grateful looking back at that when that house closed, uh, the the opportunity to get that first house closed we we were asking the question what is god doing here and it's primarily because gratitude is a near sighted emotion it just cannot see in the future it has no way of knowing what god is up to in the long term what we do is we put borders around our gratitude and we refuse in certain circumstances in certain situations to give god thanks here because it's just so hard right it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like gratitude is belonging here it feels senseless for me to praise god and give him thanks here right because what what after all am i giving him thanks for but what the scriptures are constantly pointing us back to is the fact that we don't know what God is up to and how through this, right, the bad, right, and even through this, the hopeless, that God can be glorified if we are a people who, who are, uh, who live with integrity, right, and are consistent throughout all of life. And when we say in the good, I trust the Lord, I believe in Him, I know that He's able to save and that He has a plan for my life, right, if we live with that kind of integrity that even in this this, were able to say, I trust the Lord, right? I believe in him. I believe he has a plan for my life, and even in the hopeless, I trust the Lord. Um, this is the most difficult thing I've ever done, maybe, but I trust the Lord in, in this. You see, this is the role of faith uh, in the Christian life, because our faith is not just in a God, right? Our, our faith is not in, in, in some... Um, some, something that's a figment of our imagination, right? Our faith is in um, the sovereignty of God, right? This God who is fully in control. When we make a statement of faith, right? When we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and Head of our lives, it, when we choose to allow Him to lead us through life, what we're saying is, um, that we believe that God himself, right, is fully in control. If you make a profession of faith, right, and you decide to follow Jesus for any other reason other than the fact that God is fully in control uh, and has proved that in and through Jesus Christ, right, then you're just fooling yourself, right? Um, But when we make this profession of faith that that he's fully, that, that allow him to be fully in control of our lives, to lead us because he's sovereign, right, That statement of faith, if it's continuous and follows us throughout all of our walk with Jesus, it breaks down the borders around gratitude. And it allows us to say that even in this, I get to make much of him, right? Even in the middle of hardship, I get to make much of him, right? And it's this ideal of this borderless um uh, a borderless gratitude uh, that that is um that is set free if you will by our faith in the sovereignty of God. You see, faith in the sovereignty of God does this. Uh, in, in every case, if it's active and true in our lives, in every case, what it does, and I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be uh, a walk in the park. I'm not saying that it's just going to come natural. But in every case, when we have faith in the sovereignty of God, it breaks down the borders that we erect around our gratitude, right? It breaks down these borders and allows gratitude to charge wildly into every, Area of our lives, and and here's the thing, um, especially like if, as we watch that video is uh, of Matt Chandler as, as an example. um It it can't feel right there, right? It, it definitely can't. At least not at first. Maybe you've walked with the Lord a long time and you've been grateful in the midst of heart situations in the past, and you've come to learn from experience that God is in control. But at least the first couple of times that you're grateful when it just doesn't make sense, it just can't feel right. When you're saying, I thank you, God, for this. um, Yeah, I mean, because that's not... Yeah, I mean, that just doesn't feel like the way we understand gratitude and thankfulness like something I should be thankful for. But when we understand God is sovereign and our God must be sovereign if he is God, then gratitude has a place in every single situation look again at first thessalonians that verse rejoice always that strong word always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is is god's will for you in christ jesus now here's the thing that i that i don't want us to fall into this this trap of doing um there, there's two ways that this is sometimes taken uh one way is that that we take this as uh, faith in jesus christ the scriptures kind of minimizing our emotional expressions in other words saying that sadness does not have a place in the christian life or that mourning or grief does not have a place in the christian life that if you believe in jesus christ you will wipe your eyes you will be happy in the midst of hardship and suffering and you would just always have this smile on your face Right, and that's just not what the scriptures are doing. The scriptures are in no way minimizing or erasing our emotions. In fact, the scriptures validate the whole gamut of human emotions. Um, we see it even in Jesus Christ, right? Where there's times when he has joy, and there's also times when he grieves. Right? Um, there's times when when he expresses. Uh, happiness and excitement. And there's times that he expresses sorrow and sadness, right? Um, and so throughout the entire scriptures, we see this whole gamut, really even the book of Psalms, David, that the Bible lifts up as a man of God who believed in God. But we see there are times in David's life where he is down in the dumps, right? Where he feels depressed and sorrowful and doesn't know how he's going to see his way or make it through this situation. And there's times where he can't help but to erupt in praise of God, right? There's this whole gamut of human emotions that is fitting in the christian life and so the scriptures aren't saying um that when you follow jesus right when you make that profession of faith that there's something wrong with you if you still get sad or if you still throw things into this uh hopeless unmotivated uh category um uh, depressed or defeated kind of category right he's he's not saying something's wrong with you uh, if you do that the the other thing that that i think is a mistake that we make with these kind of scriptures sometimes is we feel like we got to put on a mask right um (laughs) <laughs> too often we walk into the church and it looks like halloween right because we're all wearing masks um that's not the way god intended it to be right the church ought to be a place where we're able to take off our mask and be authentically who we are and where we are in life right now and so god didn't call us to be masked p- masked that's a hard word to say masked people right Um, But he called us to be open and authentic and for our emotional expressions, whether they be sadness, whether they be excitement, whether they be joy, um, whether they be depression, whether they be sorrow and grief, to exist right alongside with gratitude and thankfulness and joy and praise. Because we know that even in this, our God reigns that even in this. This God has a plan that even in this God can bring about glory for Himself, salvation for the world, healing for the broken. That God doesn't waste a thing. And we can be assured and confident in that. You see what this scripture is teaching us is not just to put on these masks and and, and, or to fake it till we make it. That's not applicable. Uh, here, it, it just doesn't work. It's not calling us to, uh, to feel like somehow our faith is inadequate if we're feeling sorrow or sadness. But it, what it is calling us to do is to practice gratitude in every situation so that we can break down the borders that we place around it. And so there's just two, um, two practical ways I want to share with you this morning of way, things we can do um, to, to break down the borders that we naturally... I'll, I'll use that word, naturally. We naturally put these borders around um around our gratitude we so there's nothing wrong with you right if you do that right? we all do that it's kind of a natural human instinct um but there's two things we can do to break down those borders so that we can more lively li- more fully live out the scriptures uh, the first thing we can do is we can make much of right we can make much of the common grace of god the common grace of god common grace of god is really just a theological word of saying god's grace seen in his daily provision Right? God's grace that's seen in his daily provision. So when we get up in in the morning and you um, maybe your heat works, maybe it doesn't. Um, um but there's no matter what, if you're waking up in the morning, there's some common grace um that's being expressed to you, right? Um if you're waking up in the morning, that's the common grace, the common grace of God that keeps us, right? It's seen in his Providence, it's seen in His protection, it's seen in His provision, right? The fact that He provides for us. If we have on clothes right now, and there's some of God's common grace at work in our lives, right? That's allowed us to have things that we did absolutely nothing really to. Deserve. So God's common grace is just God's grace that's seen daily in our lives. And it has nothing to do with whether or not you are, um, a believer, a non-believer, a follower of Jesus, not a follower of Jesus. It's common to all human beings that God ha- shows grace to all people. He's gracious to all people. And that's just his, his common grace. You could say it this way. Um, there, was, there was that song a long time ago that said, uh, count your many blessings, count them one, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what the Lord has done. Um, uh, that's, that's really what this is to make much of the common grace of God is to count our blessings. It's the practice saying, God, I thank you. And I joked the other, w- other, other week about, you know, I, one of the things I've gotten in the habit of doing, um, is that when my wife and I pray together, I'll, I'll begin, uh, the prayer with thanksgiving for just simple everyday mundane things. Like, um, I, um, I, I will thank God for, um, like, um, like, um, toenail clippers, um, Uh, And that's important for me because (laughs) I I don't know why I'm going down this road, but um, I got these toenails that will poke their holes in my socks, right? And so I'm thankful for even the small things in life, but a lot of times it's pretty bad. (laughs) And when your toes are sticking out your socks, it's just not comfortable. Um... But there are small things like that that we don't ever count as blessings, right? And in fact, a good toenail clipper, because some of these guys know, right? A a thick toenail will break a cheap toenail clipper, right? And so, um, there are times, there are times when, and I know my wife is sitting there going, "This guy is losing his mind." Um. But the common grace of God is seen in a sturdy toenail clipper that allows me to keep my stuff trimmed so that I don't have to go through socks that I can't afford, right? Uh, that's the common grace of God, right? Right. Um, And so there are times when we have to step back and begin counting our blessings, naming them one by one. God, I thank you that that I have this, right? I thank you for for a, 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 a comforter to lay over me at night so that I don't get cold, right? I thank you for shoes that I can put on that are comfortable. I thank you for a comb so that my hair can look tamed. Uh, and when I get out in public, right? I thank you for these things, right? That's the common grace of God. The grace of God that provides for us daily, for our daily needs, right? And even some of our wants, right? The common grace of God is seen in the beauty of creation. My wife woke up this morning, opened the blinds and said, man, the sunrise is incredible. That's the common grace of God. his allowing us to take joy and pleasure in his creation, right? That's God's grace uh, being given to us that's often overlooked because it's so common and so much a part of our daily experience that we don't miss it until we lack it and often we don't live in that kind of lack and so we forget to give god thanks for that But the first thing we can do to begin tearing down the borders we put around our gratitude is simply day after day after day begin saying thank you, God, for these things that are often overlooked, God's common grace. Second thing we can do is that we can give God thanks even when it doesn't make sense. Right? when in my head I'm going, this just does not make, I don't even know why I'm doing this. It, it just doesn't make logical sense for me in the midst of this to give God thanks. I should be mourning. I should be grieving. I should be doing not only that and nothing else, right? Um, but yeah, when we give God thanks for these, these things in our life that don't make sense, we're doing, we're affirming our faith, right? In a sovereign God. In fact one of the most powerful scriptures i think in the bible and it's it's one of the more common ones that people even outside of the church are familiar with um and that's psalm 23 it's often read at funerals in these moments of hopelessness and desperation and confusion right it's it's psalm 23 because it's an affirmation of faith even in the midst of Difficulty, And I think we have Psalm 23. Yeah, if you can go ahead and put that up. I, I, what I want us to do is just read this together and just hear the affirmation of faith that's happening there. Um, so let's read this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. And it says, even in the, in the valley of the shadow of darkness, right, even in the darkest place, right, I'm still trusting God there, right, because of the sovereignty of God. And so the scripture is teaching us about the power of faith in God is that we go through dark moments in life. We go through storms in life. We encounter hardship and hardness and suffering, right? We, and even in the midst of that, we're able to say um, that, that I'm trusting the Lord because he's leading me through the dark valley. And I have no better way of saying it, but that's what Christian faith Is. In fact, when we get to those scriptures um, where Jesus is talking about counting the cost before you decide to follow him, uh, Jesus says, Hey, don't just don't just make up your mind to follow me on a whim. Right? He says, Count the cost. See what it's going to require of you. Do this in relationship with someone that's walked with the Lord a long time that can tell you this isn't easy right this isn't the way around suffering this isn't the way around hardship but this is the way through it but what jesus is saying is hey count those costs on this end right and sometimes we um Sometimes we walk in the church, you know, whichever church it may be. We walk in the church or we hear somebody talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all we hear is the good things, right? All we hear is heaven, or all we hear is blessing, and all we hear is God's power, and all we hear is God's might, and all we hear is God's strength, and all we hear is uh, what he's done, and all He hear is what, what he's brought me through. Um, but very rarely do we hear people sharing the gospel and talking about Jesus in the midst of through, right? Before they've made it through, right? When they're in the middle of it and saying, it's hard right here, right? It's dark right here. I don't know what to do right here. Um, But the Bible tells us that the darkness, that the gospel is more bright in the midst of darkness. And so, yes, there that we say, even in this, I get to make much of him. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks this morning that you've given us this opportunity to study this difficult passage that tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. And God, I, I just pray that we, won't, um, yeah, that we won't as a people, as a church, begin to put on masks and to hide our sorrow or hide our grief or minimize the, the struggles of life. But God, that we will take those masks off. And God, I pray that we won't um, begin to think less of our faith and think that we're inadequate because, uh, yeah, because we we are feeling different emotions that feel like they're in tension with this gratitude that you teach us to have. But God, I just pray that, that, yeah, we will be grateful in the midst of that, but that this gratitude will exist alongside with these different emotions that we go through in life. God, we are, um, we are thankful because you've counted us worthy. That you've looked at us and you've said um, there's nothing within him or nothing within her that makes her adequate to represent me and the gospel. But I'm choosing her and I'm choosing her, him, because I know that I'm sovereign, that I'm fully in control, and that if his yes or if her yes is really a yes, then they'll come more fully to the knowledge of that as my power and my strength is at work within them. God, I'm thankful for the passage where Paul says um, uh, that he's thankful for his weakness um, because it's in his weakness that your might and your strength is magnified. God, I, I pray that we will look at our own selves and our own lives in that way and thank you in the midst of weakness, knowing that even there, you are good. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen.